So uh, you finally got your internet installed at your apartment. I did. They uh, they came in today. Apparently, there were three lines that ran from the apartment to the big box, the main junction box, right? And right. none of them were actually connected anywhere inside. So at some point, they came in after the after every time a new tenant moves in here, I think they come in and they run a new line. And then when the tenant moves out, they come in and like unhook it and move the end somewhere. Like, guys, just fucking leave the shit hooked up. It'll save everybody a lot of headache. Fuckers. So I'm disavowing my disavow of professional installations. <laughs> what I needed was not a professional installation. What I needed was a professor was a professional, not an asshole to not come fuck up my stuff. I've got a disavowal too that I'm going to talk about after the music. Stick around. Welcome to Here's What I Don't Get from North to South, East to West, the only international podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues. I'm your host, Uncle Buck, from the red state of North Carolina. With me today, special guest who finally decided to get in his fucking chair. I had to get whiskey. <laughs> okay, I don't blame you for that. <laughs> from the land of praying hands, Tab Burt. Tab, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Welcome back, everybody. I Welcome am, uh, back. back in the land of praying hands in my little, little apartment. I got a couch now. I got my shelves full of shit. And I've got my whiskey, so everything's great. Perfect. Everything's great, internet, except... So I can stop watching all my fucking... I'm, I'm almost out of DVDs to watch. I started watching X-Men the other night. The 2000 X-Men, the first one. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, I can't hear you. I said, oh, shit. And, um, yeah, so... It's, it's, a, it's a pretty weird film for a modern age. Having just seen Logan. I mean, Logan just came out on Blu-ray. Yeah, I remember um, the very first X-Men, it seemed cool in the 90s. Like, it was like, ooh, that's, it's, it was a, a cool depiction of, uh, of characters, of comic book characters. Yeah. But after the series of gritty reboots that we've had, um, it just doesn't hold up anymore. Yeah. You're like, what, are they getting ready to ride motorcycles or something? What is it? What is this? What's this shit? So, uh, you know, being that it's Father's Day and I just re I just recorded an episode, a mini episode with my dad that's coming out today. Um, I'm going to shit all over him since he's not here. Uh, that's, that's how you when do I it. Was, when, I was a, when that movie first came out, I don't know how old I was, but I got an action figure set. It might have been for my birthday, but it might have been just because like maybe something I bought with my own money. I don't recall exactly. Bought it from KB Toys in Eastland Mall, where they throw batteries at Uncle Buck. And it was a penny. It was a two pack. It had Rogue and it had Logan. And Logan, one of his hands, the claws would uh, collapse back into him. And so he, you punch Rogue in the in the stomach, and she had blades that came out her back. <gasps> you know, to reenact that scene. It was really cool, right? Oh. So. uh the uh i was i was gone uh my parents are divorced so i just spent every other weekend with my dad so i go over to my dad's one weekend and i'm going and, and digging through my toy box to look for my logan action figure my probably my favorite action figure right now because this movie's in theaters and and everybody's loving it and i'm i'm digging through i can't find can't find my logan action figure I'm like what, what where is he and then and then, and then you know what i find in there what his legs i find just his legs what Where, where's his upper body 
And I go, I go in, I'm like, I, I was in, I was in the, my toy box. All I found were these legs. Then I find out my uh, dad and my uncle, cause it's around 4th of July right now. My dad oh, and my no. uncle, uh, they, they had got some cheap toys to blow up and they ran out of cheap toys to blow up. So they went to my toy box and they, they went to go find some, uh, some crappy toys. Maybe I didn't play with anymore. And apparently my Lo- allegedly my Logan action figure had broken in half already. Like the, his crotch area had separated. So his, his legs were separate from his upper body. So all they blew up was his upper body, but they left me with the legs. So, um, <laughs> the important part, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, the way, I mean, my dad probably still feels bad about this to this day. I, I may bring it up to him at some point, but so we went back to KB toys that weekend or the next weekend. And I got the Wolverine action figure on with, with the motorcycle that, that was a two pack. And then I think the motorcycle you like pull back and it would, it raced forward and like fired missiles and stuff. I got yeah. the X jet and X jet, you know, and it was really cool. Cause it had like a handle attached to the bottom of it and you could hold it to fly around. And then there was a trigger on the handle and it fire missiles. And then I also got a two pack that was, or maybe it was just a one pack and it was Wolverine. It was mystique, but she had like a rubber suit that you could slide her into and she could become Wolverine. It was kind of funny. Okay. Instead of just having two Wolverine toys and pretending one was Mystique. Yeah. 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 So, so that, um, you know, I had a dad. buddy. I had a buddy that did that once. Uh, Blue it was a friend of mine. Toys. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, so he was a, he was a, so everyone has this one friend in their life at some point that is, um, that's like the, this legend. All of your stories from a certain point in your life revolve around this one guy. So we had this guy, me and, me and my group of pals, and uh, we'll call him Fox. And so, I love how you just get up and walk away when I'm talking to you, you prick. I got the headphones on still, so I can hear you. I don't care. Um, so anyway, uh, Fox was this very interesting kid. He lived in his mom's basement, and he wouldn't sleep on a bed. He slept on a couch. The, the, the basement, by the way, was a mini bar. Like it was a, it was a, it was a downstairs bar <laughs> for having parties. That was where he hung out. Uh, it was also like a mad scientist laboratory. He had like woodworking shit. He had piles of cigarette butts everywhere because he smoked like a like a like a chimney. L- empty liquor bottles laying everywhere because his mom let him drink. I don't know why. He was like sixteen, and uh, he had just like gadgets and projects and all sorts of shit laying everywhere. It looked like chaotic, and there was like a concrete floor basement, liquor. So you, I'm I'm painting a picture here. So this guy, it wasn't even 4th of July. Uh, you can't buy in North Carolina fireworks that go bang. You can only buy things that sparkle or crackle or whatever. Oh, so fuck, we man. would, yeah, we would hightail it down across the South Carolina line, down past Charlotte, past Carowinds, this little place that was called the Red Rocket. It might still be there. I don't know. It was a gas station where you could buy fireworks that go bang. And we would go down there uh, and we would load up on like, Two, three hundred bucks worth between all five or six of us mm-hmm. of shit that went bang. And so then we would drive back up to Statesville and find some sort of mischief to get into. There's lots of stories that I'll save for other episodes. But in this one, Fox had a little sister who had uh, who's a, a big fan of NSYNC. This is at the height of their popularity. Yeah. Or maybe not the height, but anyway. So she had these little NSYNC, like Ken dolls almost. Like they were the that style, like the Barbie and Ken dolls. And uh, he was uh, soused up on cheap vodka, as we all were. And we decided it would be a good idea to take her toys. It was his idea at first, and we just egged him on. 
to take her toys and blow them up with fireworks, but that wasn't really good enough. Like, we, so we, what we did was we went out in the driveway and we made a spiral of black powder, like a long fuse, like a movie villain. Mm-hmm. And then we put the first guy in the middle of it on a pile of black powder. But also, we decided to stick a firework in the doll, so we took a drill, drilled out his ass area, and then stuffed an M80. <laughs> Why did that be the ass? Why couldn't it be like the chest? I think it might have been Lance Bass. So anyway, we, uh, we drilled out the ass, and we stuffed an M80 in there and secured it in place with wood glue, and then made sure that the fuse was going to be right there uh, where the, the black powder would light it, and we stood back. I think we might have even soaked it in gasoline just to make sure. Oh, it was. Uh, I'm sure the neighbors were calling the cops or whatever. So then uh, he took another one and uh, like put a string of black cats around the legs, yeah, like a skirt, and lit that. Blew the leg. The legs looked like uh, chewed up Tootsie Rolls after that. <laughs> Tore those off, burned the upper torso, and he drove around in his truck with that hanging. By the, so this scarred upper torso with no legs hanging by the neck from his rear view mirror. So that that's kind of guy. This it was a weird guy. He sounds like a real weird guy. Oh, he was, and it was great. He, he, so many fucking stories about this guy. Another thing he did that night was he took two of the remaining dolls and he uh, put firework. He like glued fireworks in between them at the pelvis, but they were spooning, right? Yeah. And so the one was bent over, the other one was behind him, and there was fireworks and wood glue and all sorts of flammable shit, and then we set that off. Looking back, it was kind of homophobic. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty homophobic. <laughs> I don't care. It was, uh, it, was a, it was a different time. It was a different time when you could get away with that kind of shit. Yeah. So anyway, uh, then his, his little sister was horrified when all of her dolls were mangled and murdered. Of course. I mean, you're always... I mean, I feel like little girls have a much more... I wasn't... I wasn't torn apart. Like I was just sad because I really liked the toy, but I feel like little girls have a real attachment to their, um, instinct dolls. Yeah. Their boy bands toys more so than, than boys did do. Right. Cause boys will, we'll fuck up our own toys. I remember I had a Batman toy. Um, when I was in like the first grade, we lived in a house in the basement. And so my room was in the basement cause I, it was, it was huge. So I had like my bed and then I just had a huge amount of area to play. So I could, like set up hot wheels tracks and shit all over the, my my quote-unquote bedroom and uh the upstairs was central heat but my room was a furnace a fire furnace kind of like the fire furnace that's in here and i remember taking my my batman action figure and i chose that batman action figure because i had two that were exactly the same and he was had a white suit on it was from the michael keaton batman movie he had a white batman suit on i was like what the what's the point of this i had two of them and so i i took that batman and i um I put him in the fire and I like melted his arm, his hands and legs. So he had like, he had like scorched gauntlets and he became like my evil Batman, like a, like an evil Batman. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Uh, when I was a, a younger kid, like 10 or 11, me and uh, uh, my liberal buddy, Yurik, who yeah. was not liberal at the time, we went over to his house. He had those little green army figures and we did the classic melt your army figures with a magnifying glass thing. Yeah. That was a lot of fucking fun, dude. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of so, fun. So, before the, before the music we talked about, I had a, uh, a disavowal, a retraction. Yes. And I'm going to go ahead. I teased it. I got to go through with it. I am having to say that 
this week, a couple days ago, I had to speak to someone's manager. Yeah. And it was absolutely necessary. And I did not try to get the employees fired. But here's what happened. So there used to be a Zaxby's in Statesville. Uh, and if you don't know Zaxby's, it's a chicken chain. They, they, they serve chicken products, kind of like a, a poor man's Chick-fil-A. So uh, Zaxby's burned down. And it uh, took them about a year to decide to rebuild it. Took, I mean, it was just for fucking ever. Yeah. They finally got it reopened on Monday of this one. We're recording Sunday, Father's Day. It reopened Monday, so a few days ago, like six days ago. Yeah. We knew all week that it was going to be impossible to get in there to eat because that's what Statesville, every time, like, there's been this string of restaurants doing remodeling and shit in Statesville. I thought you were so going to say, first, like, burnt down suspiciously. No, that was only two of them. So, um... <laughs> And you just know for the first week, everyone has been without this for a couple of months. They're going to go and binge on it. Yeah. So you're not going to get in to see, to, to eat your whatever it is, your Wendy's, your Chick-fil-A, your whatever. All the gourmet restaurants is uh, yeah. Statesville. Hey, they all look nice now. Even our Arby's got rebuilt. So uh, <laughs> we waited several days, but my wife loves, 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 loves Zaxby's. And, I, and she was like, hey, can we go to Zaxby's tonight? That should be a lot better. And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. So we go... Of course, the drive-thru is still out in, on the 21 there, out into the street. But uh, we look inside, and there's, like, plenty of tables inside. Okay. There's, there's plenty of parking spaces. Okay, sure. Yeah, we'll go inside. This will work out great. So we go in. Uh, I go. My, my first sign that something was amiss was that none of the empty tables were clean. Mm. And there was a lot of people standing. I was like, uh. Yeah. That started, a- like, the... The, the dad and me started going, uh, what, something's weird about this. So I cleaned off a table. Me and the boy sat. I got a, the one high chair in the whole restaurant. Me and the boy sat down. Uh, she went up to order. Every, there, and there was no line to order. Everyone standing there was waiting on their order. I was like, that's also weird. So she comes and sits down, her and Annabelle, and we wait. And this is about 6.30. And we, we wait, and we wait, and we wait. Finally, at like 7, I get up and I say, I'm going to go check. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go assume the position up here and check. Because our order number is like 89, and they just called out, I'm not kidding about this, 60. Yeah, that's... Uh, I was like, something, something's amiss here. money back? Um, this is about the point that I started texting you, but I was like, no, 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 no. I now have, like... I was not wearing the Uncle Buck gear at the time, but I like I sat here for thirty minutes and they finally got to like order sixty nine and I was like, oh. <laughs> Whenever I oh, hear order sixty nine, I always go, oh yeah. Oh god. I so the, I hope the gate picked that up. I said, oh yeah. Oh yeah. You gotta say it dirtier, man. No, I just whisper it. Oh yeah. So anyway, uh, I walk up there to the front where people are standing in the semicircle away from the counter. And I swear to God, there are five people standing behind the counter, two of which are at registers, not actively taking orders because there's no one placing an order right now Two standing there, looking at the orders coming out of the kitchen, like they're confused, like a cow at a new gate. And one person standing over there, wiping the trays with her mouth, hanging open like a flycatcher. Um, <laughs> I am not exaggerating about this. And so, uh, I kind of look at the people behind the counter and they like, there's just no cognitive 
acknowledgement that the lights this are is on, a, but nobody's home. Like there's no well, there's no acknowledgement that this is a problem and that they should be actively working to fix this. I find out that there are two managers on duty, one of which is in the kitchen making orders or try or not making orders, as the case turns out, and the other is this four hundred pound bitch who just is is going back and forth between the front line and the kitchen and still not accomplishing anything. Yeah, of course. So I stand there for 15 minutes. So just so you're aware, we're 45 minutes in at this point. And me and this, this older guy standing next to me start cracking jokes. Like, we just start cutting up because at this point, it's, it's comical almost. Like, I'm mad. And I'm I seriously... I would someone by the, by the throat and been like, Hey, how would you like this fucking Zaxby's to burn down again? Well, listen, that's called communicating threats. But I seriously considered going out to the van and getting my hat and my shades and walking back inside and just like pulling a tab, Bert, and just like screaming obscenities, like climbing up on top yeah. of the counter and you know, delivering. The thing a- is, if I if I had been in North Carolina, if you had texted me when you first got your food, I would have I would have had plenty of time to get there and and then start yelling at them for you. Oh yeah, it would have been great. Well, listen, next time you're in North Carolina, we will go back to Zaxby's. Well, except I told him I would never be back. But and we will the, go back to Zach. If it takes longer than three minutes, I'm going to burn the fucking place to the ground. <laughs> You're better a you fast than food. Fast <laughs> is in the name of your establishment. Fast food. Yeah, apparently, that's false advertising. So, me and this old man are standing there, and we start doing public service, man. So, every new person that walks in the door, and because you see people standing around the registers, you're thinking there's, there's a line. Yeah. And you, so, you start asking, hey, are you in line to order? Who's where, where's the line start? No, no, no. There's no line. There's no line. We're all waiting for our orders. And I've been waiting for 45 minutes. You would do best to go across the street to Chick-fil-A. Please do not like there's no, there's no more standing room here. Don't do this to yourself. I turned away personally 20 potential. Orders. God bless you. God fucking. Like, and I'm not, I'm not even joking about that. That's not an exaggeration. At least like, and I'm not talking about individuals. I'm talking about orders. So like families would walk in like a family of four, man, that drive through, but Hey, it looks like there's tables in here. Don't do it. Fucking Don't do hero. it. dude. I've been here for 30 minutes at this point. Go across the street to Chick-fil-A, do something else, please. Like do I'm like, I'm like the, the Lazarus in the Bible that went to hell or no, 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 there wasn't Lazarus. It was in the Old Testament. The old, the rich old man, and then the Lazarus was the poor guy. And he said, please, please dip your, dip your finger in water and drip it on my burning tongue. That was me. I was like, please, I'm trapped here. Please do not suffer the same fate as me. Go tell the others. Go tell the others, please. So Go singing on the mountain, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over Go the preach the gospel and stay the fuck out of Zaxby's. So <laughs> 50 minutes in, they give us our order. Cold. Cold as fuck. Ah! Because I watched, because I wasn't sure, like, you know, there's a bunch of people standing here, but I know what we ordered, and I see them place, like, the little kids' meals on a tray, and the bucket of fries, and the this and the that, and then they're, like, they're waiting on one thing, and it just sits there, and I'm not, I'm not joking about this, 20 minutes, my, my fries sat there on that tray under the heat lamp. You gotta eat, and you I'm, gotta eat fries like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it turns out they didn't plan well enough for having chicken fingers ready. And they were a, a brand new staff who had never worked, apparently never worked a job before. You guys don't know that your chicken restaurant, people are going to order chicken, chicken fingers. Yeah. Zaxby's chicken. That'd be like going to Chick-fil-A and then being out of chicken. Like Zaxby's <laughs> chicken and you don't have, 
Like the every menu, every every item on the fucking menu is chicken, but you don't have any chicken. Thank fuck that you didn't have any chicken ready at a chicken restaurant, you stupid son. So yeah, it's not like this is Burger King, home of the Whopper. This is Zaxby's, home of delicious home cooked chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so <laughs> man. So finally, they get my order ready. Me and this old man have been cutting up, laughing. Like I, I seriously. Customers. Yeah, turn it away. No, sh and we did it every. Here's the funny part. Every time we would tell a customer, no, 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 don't do this. We wouldn't do it quietly. Like, hey, buddy, let me oh, no. let me give you a little bit of it. No, we'd be like, I'd like cup my hands and mouth. Hey, you, you just walked in the door. Go somewhere else. You don't want to be here right now because they fucking suck here. Pull and out the, pull out the megaphone. Uh, attention, yeah. uh, ladies and gentlemen, trying to enter the Zaxby's. Uh, yeah, they ain't gonna fucking serve you. Get out. Get my amplifier out and just sing a song about Zaxby's being <laughs> terrible at 120. <laughs> turn this down, motherfuckers! I'll so, turn down as soon as you guys give me some fucking food. <laughs> so I seriously wanted to stand up on the counter and give a Braveheart speech. You should have. About, they may take our time, but they'll never take our chicken! Or whatever. I don't know. That doesn't necessarily work. So I get the like they they call out they my order. They may take our time, but they'll never give us our chicken. And they'll never give us our chicken. So uh, my, finally they call my order, and I go up to the counter, and I stand there, and the woman hands me the tray. It's the manager, the manager bitch. Mm -hmm. And this is after a dude spent twenty minutes getting his money back. So one guy got his order; it was wrong. Went back and said, and said, "I just want my money back." And it took them twenty minutes to give him back five dollars. So. I, uh, I, I, the manager hands me the tray with her best shit eating grin, like, here's your food. And I'm like, I just give her the same shit eating grin back. I said, this was absolutely unacceptably long. It took me 50 minutes to get this fucking chicken. You should be ashamed of yourself. Every last one, like, you're, and this was the manager. So I guess I didn't actually have to ask to speak to the manager, but I knew this was the manager. Like, this was absolutely unacceptable. This is abject incompetence. You people should all be hanged. And then I, I, she started to apologize. Like, I'm really sorry, sir. I said, I won't be back. Fuck you. And I turned around and walked right back to the applause of everyone within earshot. Yeah. Good. So I get back to the table and Aunt Buck is like, what did you, what did, because Don't she worry wants about me, it. Don't worry she about wants it. me to behave. You know, she, she's a normal person and she wants me to not try to uncle buck everything out. Yeah. So plus I wasn't in the hat and shades and no one would have got it anyway. But she's like, did you, what, what just happened up there? And I'm like, don't just, listen, I just, I told the manager that this was a very long wait. She goes, that applause did not come from you telling her that this was a long wait. What just happened? So then I had to tell my wife, okay, so I may have gone on a 45 second rant at the manager to everyone That's within earshot about how everyone working here uh, would probably be better off uh, like picking and eating grass in, the, in a pasture somewhere. Than, uh, than working at a fast food restaurant. Okay. So there's my disavowal for this week. You ready to get into some issues? Yeah, uh, I am ready to get into some issues. It's, and I'm, it's your I'm turn go first, first buddy. Let so, me get the... Let me... Here's what I don't get. Drum solos. Ah! Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We may disagree on this one, but God, do I hate drum solos. Hate that, motherfucker. Yeah, it's a lot like that, except it goes on for 2,000 times too long. 
<laughs> don't don't get me wrong. I don't hate I don't hate all drum solos. Like uh, for instance, you know, it's a, this is gonna be a cliche, but it's a great one. And uh, Tom Sawyer. Okay. A, yeah. That's a great drum solo. There's the the guitars and the bass play a riff, and then he does his his thing. And I've seen Neil Peart live play a ten minute drum solo, and it was interesting. But ninety five percent of the time, if your drum solo goes on for longer than like eight or nine seconds you're wasting yeah. everybody's time because most of it's just like like you're playing the same fucking riff over and over and over again god damn you yeah or they'll they'll do a beat for like 30 seconds and, and like you're in this groove and then they'll switch up the tempo or switch to a different beat and you're like okay so um you're you're changing time signatures and i'm fine with changing time signatures but like you're not doing anything that i couldn't do on my kit at home when it's a when it's a little when it's a drum riff that's kind of going and the band's also going that's one thing what i so i uh the reason i bring this in is last night i was working a jazz festival out here and and there was this fancy pants trio that came up and this drum solo went on for 10 minutes and 10 minutes of the key, the piano player just being like, and like jamming along the bass players just standing there like bored as fuck. <laughs> uh, I've done that. Ju- just waiting. And then, and then like it starts to get, and it got to a point where then I could tell that the piano player is ready. Like, let's, let's get back into like playing some jazz music rain it in buddy rain it in your shit all day every day god damn you they just uh, the drums are not a i mean unless you're in a percussion section of a symphony they, they there's not like a tonal quality that makes them a musical instrument where you can play melodies people don't want people don't listen for the drum solos they listen for the melodies yeah, yeah. um i agree so you you just you just do the same thing and then you switch to another thing and then you switch to another thing it's like, this has gone on way too long well now i have seen like here's the thing about drum solos there's there's this meme about music for the people or music for musicians am i right yes so there is music that is technical for technicality's sake to impress other musicians and there are certain drum solos, and they're usually not on a kit. They're usually actually just on a snare drum. Yes. That are far more interesting than just a dude up there doing a bunch of tom rolls. And then a different... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can be infinitely entertained by... It's usually people who have been, like, marching drummers or something. Yeah. And they'll go like... And it's not even the beat that they're doing. It's then you start seeing the weird things they do with their hands, flipping the sticks around and doing this thing and this thing. And that doesn't translate over the jumbotron. I worked, right? uh, I worked a show one time and I was backstage running the curtain and it was a snare drum soloist. And the show ends and I was like, did he really just do 10 minutes of because that was driving me crazy i'm just sitting back there like please for the love of god play something else like oh no it's really cool he was he was like first he was playing with just his hands and then he like balanced the stick between something and play it so like one point he had it like like resting on his ear and he's hitting one stick with the other stick and i was like okay that sounds kind of cool 
from back there, if every single it. one of those sounded exactly the same. Yeah, and so I think that's the thing about drum solos is like, unless you're doing something, like, unless you're doing something audibly interesting, you're not gonna keep, you're not gonna, you're not gonna wow the crowd with it unless it's a crowd of other drummers. Yep. Kind of like guitar players will sit there and they'll do. Oh, I hate, I hate too long of guitar solos too. Yeah, they get really boring. Um, guitars will sit there and uh, especially the guys who are doing speed solos, which I can't do at all. And then finally, if they're going fast enough, you can't even hear the individual notes unless your ear is just fucking trained to do it. And so what you have is a bunch of guys sitting there straining to watch each other's fingers. Yeah. You're like, oh, he did the hammer on, he did the, the overhanded and this and, the, and the arpeggio or whatever you fucking call it. And then... And so, like, that's not music for general audiences. That is music for a very specific audience of other musicians. And it doesn't really have much of a place. Who's the, who's the guitar player for Led Zeppelin? Jimmy Page. Okay. Jimmy Page. Led Zeppelin? What? Did you say who's Led Zeppelin? I said I don't listen to Led Zeppelin. I know who they are. I'm just saying like I'm not actively listening to them all the time. Maybe I should. Jimmy Page. Led Zeppelin Live sucks. And I know a lot of people disagree with with me on this. But um, what's the what's the phone number? Yeah. Fuck off. (laughs) Feel free to call in and fuck yourself. They suck because Jimmy Page would get high as a kite. Like there's Led Zeppelin Live, one of the albums. Um. He'd get high as a kite, and then he'd go off on these long-ass guitars. I was like, meow, 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 meow. Like, people want to hear, when you play live, people want to hear the record that they've listened to. They don't want to hear you go off on a 25-minute guitar solo that sounds interesting to you and isn't what the show, you know, what they're, they're expecting to hear. And, and drum solos are even worse because it's, I mean, you are the rhythm, you know. It's... It, the drum kit came out of the jazz, out of jazz, and you were the rhythm section. You're there to make yeah. the rhythm. You're there to keep, keep time, keep time. You're a so fancy often, metronome. I didn't hear that. I said you're a fancy metronome. Yeah, and every so often you throw in a little bit of color, a little bit of flair. We throw you a bone. We're like, you know, oh hey, uh, here's a break in the song. Why don't you do a four measure roll? I'm like, okay. You know, and then you're back on the, you're back on your, your ones and fives, your ones and fours, buddy. Just there's a philosophy among actual drummers where, see, and I've done this. I play drums a little bit. Obviously, if you can see on the video, if you're a $10 Patreon subscriber, I've got a drum kit behind me right here. It's not actually assembled right now. It's just standing there in a pile. But, um, once someone gets technically good on drums and can do a couple of different things, they start trying to like do too much in a song, but any musician will eventually figure out, and I'm, you're probably about to shit on me for saying this. What you do with your instrument has to service the song. Oh, like, I don't know. That's that sounds awfully like <laughs> playing like a team. Maybe you're saying that maybe the drummers should play like a team buck. I'm not saying volume wise. I'm just saying uh-huh. what you what you do. Hey, listen the the riffs. I'm bringing I pull, in a new bit next week. It's gonna be called <laughs> Buck versus Buck, Buck versus Buck. Oh, you fucking idiot! Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> Let me clarify. Allow me to clarify. Uh, um, no, there's no clarifications. That's why it's Buck yes. versus Buck. I gotta take you out of context, man. Okay, yeah, take me completely out of context. Listen, that's that's happened a couple of times this week already. <laughs> I don't know if I'll talk about that this episode or not, but um. <clears throat> 
when I play a riff, it is to service a part of the song, regardless of the volume of the riff, right? It's to service this part of the song that needs this thing to happen. And if it's too busy or if it doesn't, if, it's, if it just doesn't feel right, I just don't do it, regardless of how technically proud of it I might be. And it's the same thing with drums. Uh, guys that are, have been playing drums for long enough to get technically good, but haven't gotten over the ego part of being good yet, will sit there and like, instead of, when the song just requires whoa, 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 You're just making noise. Yeah, well, you're you're making the song too busy. It doesn't fit the song. If it was like a tech metal song, that'd be great. But this isn't that. You're playing praise and worship at a church. So you know, you're playing you're playing uh, the Beatles. So uh, that's why you're uh, playing what's his like fucking name? one step above singer songwriter stuff. Yeah. So uh, that's like the 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 drum solo. If there's gonna be one, unless it's like an intermission where everyone's going to take a piss break, and you're doing a drum solo for that. Let what you're doing service the music because there, there's, that's what the people are there for. And at the end of the day, like, yes, be proud of your technical ability, but uh, no one is going to pay you a dime more because you can do your paradiddles at 200 BPM. That, like, no one else cares except maybe drummers who are also trying to learn how to do their paradiddles at 200 BPM. Yeah. So, um, there's another story about this that I'll tell, and then I'll stop hijacking your issue. There's a band called Norma Jean. Uh, the 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 metalcore guys will know what I'm talking about, and I'll, about half of them are going to hate me for that reference. But anyway, uh, their, their very first album, they had this song. It was like 15 minutes long. I don't remember what it's called. And the singer only sings through like two minutes of this 15-minute song. And so... Like on the CD, it sounds fine if you're into it because it's like this very moody, atmospheric piece, and you're like, okay, and you get into it, and it's very slow, kind of doomy. And then, but when you go to see it live, like the singer is just standing there with their no, dick in their hands. He doesn't even stand, no, he knows what's going on, so he just like fucks off for, for a couple minutes. He goes, like, okay, we're starting the song. I've got six minutes before I need to be back at the microphone to scream garbled <laughs> into the. Yeah, so um, he was he was really good at that too. So anyway, he like at the, at the live shows, he would either like sit down or lay down, or he would just fuck completely off backstage for a few minutes, dash back out to his, which he was really good at, and then he would fuck off again because he did it again in another fifteen, like like six or seven minutes, and then the but like that just I don't know, man. Maybe in a live setting you want to hear just music, but that fucking singer was really bored. And I, I, I feel like when you're doing things like that, you're, you're wasting the time of your fellow people on stage. Like th this guy went on into a 10 minute. And like I said, the, the bass player was just standing there. Like if you're going to just at one point, the, the piano player, he did a little solo piece and the bass player and the drum player went off stage. What for him? And he did like two songs solo. And that was right before intermission. So, it's like, oh, the bass player and the drummer, they get like a little, an extra five, five, ten minutes for their intermission break. Like that's that's the way they worked out the set. But this was just in the middle of everything. Just him jerking off on stage with a drumstick. Yeah. So I, I hate them. I don't think that they're musically interesting. And, you know, 
I, I like it. You said it pretty well in that you're not servicing the song. You're not servicing the piece. Just, you know, play, play your little fill, play your fills, like make your fills fun. Don't do a big ass drum solo unless you're Neil Pert. And even then, like you're pushing it, Neil. <laughs> Calling you out, buddy. This message goes out to an audience of one. I'm talking to you, Neil Pert. Talking to you, Neil Pert. I will crush you. Yeah, I won't really. <laughs> if you're wondering what the hell I'm talking about, you're going to have to go to either our YouTube page or the Facebook page and check out a video where I did a public service announcement, which got me a lot of fucking flack this week. Yeah. So got, uh, that's my uh, issue. Are you ready for your next issue? I've got my bigger issues coming up last. Yeah, mine too. All right. Um... I'm going to go with one that's kind of... I've got three here, and I haven't... I'm choosing live. This is the first thing. I didn't, I didn't prepare at all for this, so I'm going to pick one at random. We're going to go with, here's what I don't get. Petty theft. Um, I'm, I definitely get petty theft. Uh, okay, so let me just... Let me just... Okay. So, again, for those of you who are just... Like, this is the first time you've heard me speak. I work at a feed mill. I drive a forklift. It's, uh, it's an industrial environment. We have to wear hard hats and safety glasses and ear protection, all sorts of PPE. And there's this, we use a lot of paper stock, cardboard specifically, for, for my, my machine. And, uh, of course, that paper stock has to be sold to us by a company that makes it. And to find out what we need, they send this chick there to get to visually inspect how much we have left talk to the supervisor, talk to me and find out how much we're going to need for the, to make it to the next week. And then the following, like she scratches down the order and then the next day it shows up. So this chick was, uh, was hanging out in the production office, uh, kind of, kind of shooting the shit with my supervisor for a little bit. And, uh, we noticed that she's wearing a pink hard hat and she's like, Yeah. And I mentioned something about they have hard hats over here. They have this over there. We're talking about just PPE stuff. And we have a little vending machine where you have a little card that you scan if you like need a new pair of safety glasses or whatever. And that way it keeps people like, like it keeps track of what you've gotten. So you're not just like, I don't know, selling safety glasses on the black market or some shit. Yeah. That, and she uh, goes, yeah. That, that growing market of black market safety glasses. Yeah. Yeah. Black market PPE, buddy. So, uh, I mean, you think that's absurd, but I'm about to tell you something. So she said, this hard hat is pink, and I actually got this from another company where they only have pink hard hats. And I was like, okay, um, that's an interesting fact. Why does this company only have pink hard hats? Are they, like, trying to be, like, is it breast awareness, like, breast cancer awareness month or some sort of weird feminism nonsense? And she goes, no, 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 it's to keep people from stealing hard hats. Yeah. Because they had a problem with people coming to work, getting a hard hat and taking it home and doing fuck knows whatever with it. And I thought, who? And obviously this really happened. Like they, they, no one, like that, that's the part that gets me, man, is who the fuck steals a hard hat? But it happened. This is a real story because they have fucking pink hard hats. To prevent grown men from stealing them because they don't want to look like a bunch of... So, like, I understand sometimes, like, uh, we had a problem a couple years ago with someone was stealing toilet paper. Yeah. Toilet paper that you can buy for, like, 
I don't know how much is a pack of toilet paper at Walmart. I don't know. Like a couple I steal dollars. I my toilet paper from all the hotels I stay in. <laughs> well, I mean, but I don't travel as much as you do. But and, and they anticipate that you're going to use that roll of toilet paper, and so they have like that's that's factored into your your the cost of your hotel room is that one roll of one ply toilet paper that you can see through. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you could like lay that on top of your newspaper and still read the newspaper. They've got that figured in. That's also why they buy the cheapest toilet paper. But we're talking about like nice toilet paper at a feed mill and someone just fucking walking out with armloads of toilet paper to the point that they had to stop and talk about, hey, we're having a problem with petty theft. Someone is stealing toilet paper from the bathroom. I can understand stealing tools. I mean, we've had that, that happen too. Like we had someone breaking into the maintenance cage, stealing tools, and they would turn up at the pawn shop uh, a couple counties over. Like, okay, I get that. Someone's stealing to okay because that's worth money. Someone's stealing. Um, uh, someone okay. So there were the so they took some forks off of one of the forklifts. They were getting worn out, and they were going to send them to be re whatever re uh, remanufactured. And someone stole those and took them to the uh, the scrapyard to sell for scrap and get like I don't know fifty bucks. That dude got fired because he got caught. But who the fuck steals toilet paper? Like I don't. I just don't get that. Like there, you could, that is one of the most nonsensical things to steal. And so they put in this vending machine where we can get things like earplugs and hard hats and lanyards for our, like if you, if you have to have your, your, your safety glasses, like little, little things that hold them to your head. Yeah. So if you're bending over, they don't fall off. Like there's that kind of thing. But like who would steal that shit? I just don't get it. Are you all right? Yeah, you so having some sort we're of talking about stealing shit, right? And, oh uh, God! I just went, I went through my apartment and the, and the distance from things that I can still reach with my headphones on. Uh, Thank you. To try, to try and find what was stolen. So I've got this glass. It was a Glencairn glass. Yeah, this Glencairn glass. I stole that from a from a bar in Tulsa. Okay. I've got this stapler that I stole from my high school German teacher. Sorry, okay, you've told her. that story. You've told me that story. Uh, I've got this roll of tape that I don't know where it came from, but I'm pretty sure I stole it. Uh, now, that is not gaffer's tape, is it? Yeah, it is. It is? Okay. So you're going to bitch at me over using three inches of gaffer's tape you're on the bonus episode. You're using white gaff tape, which I did purchase. Listen, but, you, but you've got a whole fucking stolen roll, well, and you're going to bitch at me over... I don't care. I didn't care what color I used. Well, I care. Why? Because the white is more expensive than the black. That's racist. Yeah. Uh, I've, got this, <laughs> I've got this hole punch. This hole punch was just left in a, in a room where I ate lunch a lot, and I, needed a, I wanted a hole punch for home. I didn't want to buy one, so stole that. Wait, why, why did you need a hole punch for home? Like, what? was so pressing that you were like, I'm going to steal a hole punch. Well, I have to punch holes in lots of stuff for, for my scripts. All my script, I don't have any scripts here right now, but all my scripts are in three ring binders. Huh? I'll show, I'll show them when I'm out in North Carolina. I'll show them to you. Um, and really, <laughs> I don't consider this stolen. I call it tactically acquired because like, if I, was, say I, was, I was walking through a field and I just saw this hole punch. Like, there's no way to verify who owns this hole punch. Like, okay, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to take care of this. Oh, he's, you're going to adopt it? You're going to, going to assume responsibility of the hole puncher? 
Uh, this drill and all of my hand power tools I stole from my high school. Sorry, Booker T. You are a son of a bitch. Those are expensive as fuck. <laughs> yeah, well, fuck them, Buck. And finally, I mean, this you... crescent wrench. So in theater, we use crescent wrenches for lighting. An 8-inch crescent wrench is the optimal lighting tool. The optimal basic lighting tool. What right. I use instead is I have this teardrop tool. Okay. It's, it's got, I see it there. It's got multiple functions in there. Um, that it's been it's been machined out so it it fits in your palm of your hand for focusing lights and then i use this ratchet it's a swivel head ratchet and then the pins green. It, it instead of a oh, that's re- cool. regular socket it's got pins that's cool as fuck i like so, that yeah it's it's great so whereas like other people they're having to adjust with their thumb their little crescent wrench to get it down i just slap this fucker on there and it's and the light yeah! is focused. So this is this is my wrench. This is what I carry around all the time. But I'm you know, stealing that when I, I get to that, your house, buddy. Go ahead. I'm I'm stealing that when I get to your house, buddy. Yeah. Uh, you, good luck finding it. Bef- before that, I had a crescent wrench, and then you know every so often, like I'll, I would forget my wrench, and I just swing by a hardware store and buy a, another eight inch crescent wrench. Um, so I had I had a few of them, and I would go to calls with idiots who didn't bring a wrench, and I'd be like, oh, hey, here, you want to borrow this one? Uh, just give it back to me at the end of the call. End of the call comes around, what happens? You no don't get it back. No one's got my phone. Like, they just disappeared. Where did, where, oh, I, I said, I thought I gave it to somebody. I set it down on this thing. Like, now, I, now it's my responsibility to go hunt around because you couldn't be bothered. So instead of cutting everybody off, what I started doing was anytime I saw a wrench sitting, just sitting alone, I just, I just, tactically acquire it throw it in my back pocket if later in the in the evening someone was like oh hey is that my crescent wrench I'd be like oh yeah sure at one time i had six crescent wrenches in my back pockets <laughs> that i had just found i i got home and i'm just like like pulling them out throwing them on the on the desk like i guess these are all mine now so yeah i steal lots of crescent wrenches well the problem is someone did that to me one time and the thing the tool that they stole off of me was one that i had borrowed from someone else and I had to pay the guy for his $30, whatever it was, that got stolen while I was using it. Oh, you fucked up, Buck. Because assholes like you, oh, look at this this tool just laying here. It's none of my business. Did well, you? Did mine it, now. So you, you left it somewhere. Okay, I left it at my desk in my office that is not accessible from inside the plant. You have to go outside that's, of the plant, that's go different. around that's to my a, that's office. That's actual theft. What I'm talking about is like, I'll be up on a catwalk and there'll just be a wrench sitting somewhere or someone will leave a, a crescent wrench in the sound booth. Like, why is there a crescent wrench? This, this wrench was left in the sound booth. Like, why, why, why was anybody in here with a crescent wrench? Nothing in the sound booth uses crescent wrenches. I'm going to start tactically acquiring things from your house every time I go over there now. And I'll start tactically slicing your tires. <laughs> are we gonna have to have a pocket check listen man you're the in your moral compass it's okay i'm uh, just saying it mean it's okay for me to do buck oh okay, okay. no I, next, I agree jo- that, join, that join us next week for the first uh, join us next uh, week for the first edition of tab versus tab yeah there's there's some amount of, of reprehensibility to it i i don't steal from people i steal from faceless blobs so martians no so like for instance (laughs) the the stapler 
didn't belong to my teacher. It belonged to the school because the school owned everything inside the school. The power tools belonged to the school and the school district. And I hated the school district and they fucked me over with some stuff. So eh, you know what? I, I got my money back. Let's put it that way. Okay. All right. Well, um, the, I mean, I'm not going to fight you on it. I don't really care. The, uh, I had, I had another example. Oh, the, the Glen Cairn glass. That's from a bar. Like that in their minds, I dropped this and it broke on the floor. Same thing. Kind of like those little bitty Guinness glasses. Yeah. The people would walk out with it. That one. Yeah. I kind of regret not getting one of those, I but mean, also I'm I not mean, a how thief. How often does, do does someone knock over a tray and, and, or just bump one off the, off the, the table? People are drinking like. It's not, yeah. it's not that big of a deal. I guess you do have to take that into consideration. It's part of your operating costs. Yeah. But all these things are something with a purpose. Who the fuck steals a hard hat? Yeah, I wouldn't want to steal a hard hat. Like, there's no fucking point. And yet it happens. And how much do they it cost? Happens. They're only like 12 bucks for a hard hat? Uh, if that much. These are cheap. These are probably like five or six. Yeah. So, Sweet. I don't know, man. That's what I don't get. Petty theft. I don't know. That's a, that's a good issue. All right, so uh, I guess we need to get to our uh, our contractual obligations for this week. All right, so this episode of Here's What I Don't Get is brought to you in part by... Ricada News Network! Definitely not fake news! Okay, so first in the news today, the European Union... Take two. The European Union is... Son of a bitch, I can't say that right. The European Union... The Europe, yeah, I might not, I might just leave these in. The European, the, say it. The European Union issued a warning to Poland, Hungary, and the Czech Republic on June 13th, telling the three nations that they had 24 hours to start taking in refugees under an EU migrant sharing plan. The European Union, hey, I said it right that time, released a statement stating that it had repeatedly urged all three nations to either begin relocating refugees or at least pledge to do so under the legally binding refugee plan, but all three nations had failed to take action. The same plan to share 160,000 refugees overwhelmed both Italy and Greece, causing economic and social problems. The authorized spokesman from Poland, when asked to give a statement on the 24-hour ultimatum, said, Nah, fuck that, eat a dick. Classy. Very classy. Very nice. Yeah. You're pretty low-key today. Are you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. So, um, any thoughts on, uh, on, on the topic there? This is where we talk about uh, social commentary. So, your thoughts on immigrants? Uh, what was it? What was it my dad said in um oh yeah in our in our little mini episode my dad's talking about talking we were talking about talks a little bit about Europe and he said you know no one in Europe owns anything basically was his was his hot take on Europe so I feel like I don't, man I don't know let no one's gonna be stop anybody from letting anybody in because they're all cucks just just fucking sa- sacrifice yourselves to your own doom because you're all morons yeah. Some of them are starting to wake up, yeah. but, uh, but not, not not enough and not quickly enough. The the major holders of power, Germany and France, are still dumb as shit. Yeah, Angela Merkel. Or Germany is especially her- stupid because they're the ones monetarily propping up most of the European Union. So they're, I mean, they yeah. are literally cucking themselves to support the EU. Yeah. Uh. Well, I mean, 
Germany's going to have issues later. Or maybe sooner than later. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Next in the news, a young woman has been convicted in a case of bullying turned homicide. Michelle Carter, 20, of Massachusetts, was charged and convicted of involuntary manslaughter for convincing her then-boyfriend, Conrad Roy, to commit suicide via text messages when they were 17 and 18, respectively. You heard about this? Yeah, she, she was 18 and he was 17, right? I thought it was the other way around. He, she I, was 17 and he was 18. Okay, yeah. Okay. The conviction has sparked a debate about where the line between bullying and homicide is drawn and whether or not telling someone to harm themselves is considered free speech. Carter's sentencing hearing is scheduled for August 3rd. Uh, let's see here. When a poll was conducted to determine what punishment the public considered most appropriate, it was overwhelmingly suggested that she served the maximum prison sentence of 20 years, with a close second being that she must serve the same 20-year sentence while also being forced to watch the movie Mean Girls, starring Lindsay Lohan, <laughs> three times a day, every day, during the entire duration. Yeah, I vote that one. I vote that yeah, one. Yeah, me too. What would be a worse movie than that? Like, maybe Smoking the, the Bandit 3. Smoking the Bandit. Another, <laughs> another, uh, another piece of light that came from, from the, our mini episode is uh, we talk about Smoking the Bandit 3. Oh, yeah? About how it's maybe one of the worst movies ever made. Uh, when are we going to post that, by the way? You got it ready? You got it uploaded? Uh, I'm going to upload it later today, yeah. Work and that's going to be behind the paywall? Uh, the $5 tier? No, I'm going to do a $1 tier. Really? Look, give $1 it, give tier? Give it to all the people that support the show. It's not a full bonus episode, but it, it, I mean, it, we did it. It's like, I don't know, 40 minutes. We both, both brought in one issue. All right. Well, here's the deal. This episode was, again, brought to you by... Ricada News Network. Definitely not fake news but i want to hear more about this episode that you're going to put on the one dollar tier because we've got three of them right three of them what we've got three tiers right oh we do have three tiers yeah we've got the one buck tier which gives you early access to the episodes you get them a couple days early wednesday or thursday and now you also get my fathers and sons mini episode with what who i am calling dad cucks <laughs> Um, we've got the five buck tier, which gives you our bonus episodes and you also get the dad cooks episode, but you know, you also get, uh, the, here's, here's what I do get. Here's what I do about it. And sometimes some meta discussions about some shit going on behind the scenes. And then we've got our 10 buck tier, which gives you our, our video, the video of the episodes that you're watching right now. You get to see my menagerie of shit behind me, um, which changes seemingly weekly right now. Although yeah. hopefully this will be the standard view. Uh, from here on out. Don't tell the Ricada brothers that. It's a great way to support the show if you like it, and it's a great way to get a little bit of extra content and let us know, you know, that, that you like us. We'll be implementing what? live streaming very soon. Um, some live streams. We did one a couple a couple weeks ago that was, that was a lot of well fun. Received, so we may try and do another one here coming up. Uh, didn't you also come up with the idea of doing a, a Patreon-only call-in show? Oh yeah, and we talked about doing a, a call-in show, a Patreon show, where we'd get the let the patrons call in, talk about some of their issues, um, get the get you guys in early. Uh, Buck and I will discuss this behind the scenes, but basically with Patreon, you can set up a Discord tier, and if you're a Patreon member, they get a special um, role in the Discord, so we can we can open it to everybody, but then the patrons can be have a special group and we can prioritize them over, you know, the plebes, the, yeah, the people who we want their money. Yeah. Gives, gives them a reason to want to want to, you know, 
they want to they want to join that way they can call into the show all right and then of course uh we got the the ten dollar tier with all the video yeah that's what i was yeah we got the video tier and you get the video of the bonus episodes and the regular episodes and yeah it's pretty great you guys should visit us patreon.com forward slash hwidg i'm going to set a new patreon tier at a thousand dollars where uh tab moves to north carolina permanently and we don't have any more of these across the internet episodes because they really kill the energy. Yeah, but, uh, you know. Nope, you're going to quit your job and you're going to live off a thousand bucks a month, buddy. That's going to uh, be it. A thousand bucks a month is not a lot for me to live on. And well, also, you're going to have it, to it, learn to eat ramen. It removes from me my passion, which is my actual work. Well, for a thousand bucks a month, you're going to have to give that up. Uh, Ten thousand bucks a month, maybe. So the, the new Patreon stretch goal is $10,000 and uh, Buck is getting a new house and Tab is quitting his job. Yep. That's what it's going to be. All right. So with that out of the way, I suppose maybe you would like to bring in your next issue. Yeah. So this is a, uh, a rough one. A rough Here's one. Here's what I don't get. Glorifying violence. Oh, uh, okay. I'll, I'll listen. RNN didn't cover it this week, but recently there was a shooting on Capitol Hill. I heard about that. What was that? And what did, what did we learn about the shooter? Uh, depends on which shooting you're talking about. There's been a couple, but go ahead. Um, well, the, so the one that I'm talking about was the guy that was going around and, and asking, oh, hey, uh, what, what part are you with? And if you answered the wrong answer, you got shot. Bang. Yeah. Um, turns out he was what we, what people like to call a Bernie bro. Oh, snap. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's a kind of a logical fallacy to make this argument, but I'm going to make it anyway because I'm, I'm pissed as shit. But I feel like we've normalized the idea of violence against the right a lot yeah. lately. We've got yeah, Kathy we Griffin with her bloody head holding bullshit. That yeah. She gets fired from CNN and everybody's like, oh, job lynch mob, job lynch mob. Like, mm, even if it if it wasn't a job lynch mob that she should have been fired because the Secret Service should have gone on on there and been like, hey, you know, she calls she calls it like, oh, it was a lapse in judgment. But you set up the concept of your photo shoot. Then you Mm -hmm. set up a date for your photo shoot. You got a photographer for your photo shoot. You got costumings and props made for your photo shoot. Yep. You did the photo shoot. You had the yep. photos edited and then you posted them. That's like yep. an eight step thing. And there were lots of people involved in there. And now one motherfucking one of you had pause to think that maybe this was a problem. This is not a lapse in judgment. This was a conscious choice that you thought would be okay. And people don't agree with you. Yeah. She fucked up. She, and she fucked paid up for real it. bad. You're fucking nobody. Kathy Griffin. No one likes you. You're not funny. You're right down there with Amy Schumer on the not funny scale. Oh, snap. Yeah. Life on the D list. Try life on the no fly list, Kathy, because that's what's coming next. (laughs) Life getting targeted by the IRS. Um, Uh. (laughs) The other thing that that set me off this week is uh, the public theater in New York. The public theater brought to you. Go ahead. You're right. Yeah. The public theater is brought to you in part by. The musical Hamilton. Do you know this? 
Yeah. So the the pub the public was the original. The public theater does some some Broadway stuff, and what they do is they negotiate the. They basically do it for free, and then they negotiate a, a portion of the profits of the show. So before Hamilton, it was Chorus Line, and they had been living living high on the Chorus Line money for a very long time. But it was starting to run out. Oh, starting to run out, running out of money, and then. Fucking Lynn Manuel Miranda comes along and writes Hamilton. And now the public is drunk with money and drunk with power and drunk with being able whatever the fuck they want to do. And what they do, they put on Julius Caesar, a famous Shakespeare play about the murder of a statesman and then the ensuing civil war that starts. Kind of an interesting choice for the era. And who who do they choose to model Julius Caesar after? I wonder who. Yeah, they. They're not going to do it in the classical sense or tell it as an allegory. <laughs> this is the other thing that pissed me off about the left. You could definitely tell this story and make it a criticism of Trump and make that your thing by doing it with metaphor, doing it with like comparisons. But what they did was they set it in a modern time and they made the characters the fucking the Caesar is Donald Trump. That yeah. is not metaphor. That is literalism. And and have you seen the video of the murder scene? No, I, I avoided that like the plague because I try to save my anger for the show or for when I go to Zaxby's and I just can't help it. Yeah. You know? Uh, well, the video, the video of the murder scene, which is in which is fairly early on in the play. So it's about the play's called Julius Caesar, but he dies in like the fourth scene of the play. And then it's, it's okay. mostly about the ensuing civil battle that happens between the conspirators and the non-conspirators. Anyway. Oh my God. Well, they're planning ahead at least. Yeah. The, the battle, the, the scene of him being killed in the script is basically just him getting stabbed at to Brute. He dies. This is one of the most visceral fight stage choreographies that I've ever seen. Close to, scenes the only other thing the only other scene that i've ever seen that made me feel in my gut what this felt what this this showed was uh othello when othello kills desdemona in a a production that i worked on and it was so visceral the way that he grabbed her and choked her to death that like it was kind of frightening and this was the same thing he's fighting off multiple attackers he's you know, it's it's almost like a Kung Fu Matrix movie, John Wick style thing. And they right. they are coming at him nonstop. And I, I see that and I'm just and I'm just like. You're making this seem normal. You're making this seem yeah. OK. And whatever your objections are to the president. This doesn't seem OK. And, and the the talking heads argue that, well, this same director. Go ahead. I just go, go ahead with your point because I'm going to get off on a tangent here. This same director did a a show in 2012 that featured a, a very Obama-like Julius Caesar. It's like, yeah, but the death of of Caesar was pretty much like it is in the script, and it was he was just a young, charismatic leader. He wasn't literally wearing a suit and had the stupid haircut and like pretty much oh. Uh, I'm I'm Julius Caesar. I'm huge. I'm big. I'm great. I'm grand. It's fantastic. You're fired. Oh my god. Uh, it's just like you guys. You guys don't really. Are you losing the idea of symbolism? Because 
Listen, I mean, I had the same argument with sci-fi. When I talked about sci-fi, what you do in sci-fi is you make an alien the bad guy. If you wanted to criticize Trump in a sci-fi movie, you'd make an alien that, like, was very xenophobic and jingoistic and whatnot, and then our characters would comment on him. But that's not what we're doing anymore. We're just literally putting Trump on stage and literally murdering him on stage, literally holding his head in photographs, and then we have a fucking shooter come out on Capitol Hill who falls into the category of this side of the aisle and no publicity, no, God, every time there's a shooter, fucking someone like Gabrielle Giffords gets shot, it's like, oh, I bet it's a right-wing extremist. No, it's a fucking psychopath. And this is a psychopath on your side and you're not condemning him. Yeah, and like, but the, the, the point that you just made is there was this progression, right? From symbolism to literalism to all of a sudden it bleeds over into real life Real life fucking violence because what you do in the pop culture affects what happens in real fucking life, you sons of bitches. Exactly. So when you put a play on the fucking screen of President Trump being murdered brutally, all of a sudden some fucking asshole who has no clue about about the fact that this is just some sort of make believe. On a, on a stage, he thinks, yeah, this is a great idea. I'm going to go out and start killing motherfuckers because they voted for Trump. Yeah. Um, I sent I say you the video of, of the artistic director of the of the public. He made a pre-show speech after the, because the public lost some sponsors, which means nothing to them. And everybody, yeah. the New York Times is standing by him. Of course they are, because they're a bunch of fucking cucks. And he comes out, and, and I don't even want to play it, because fuck this guy. He comes out and and justifies this decision by the public instead of apologizing what was his justification it's it's that it's it's symbolic and that caesar shakespeare has a currency and it's in the way that it's told and they're making an allegory and blah 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 and three minutes of him and hawing and basically trying to justify the fact that you staged a play where they assassinated the president on stage what is the fucking allegory in putting a guy who literally looks exactly like Donald Trump on stage and murdering him? That's not allegory. Violently That's an murdering instruction him. video. Yeah. Son of a bitch. It, yeah, it, it pisses me off too. So the 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 later development is uh, a couple nights ago. Some, I don't I don't know who where, where they're from. Who cares? They right. some some right-wing people go to the, the show they're sitting there in the audience and as they get up to that murder scene one person stems that comes up out of the audience and starts shouting at them about what they're how what they're doing is wrong and 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 they're like oh, we're, we're gonna pause the show we're gonna pause the show security security escort this person on the public theater is is public so you know anybody right. can go so then another person comes out of the, and then uh, and there's they're shouting you are Goebbels you are all Goebbels and the this this audience of left-wing New York dumbass sheep are all boo 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 like you don't realize what you're doing and how you're making it okay you yeah. guys when when the the dumbass radical Westboro Baptist Church kind of people come out and burn Obama in effigy it's right on the front fucking page of CNN telling us about what kind of bad people we are and how all all members of the right all members of the Tea Party are racist they're all preaching this this thing you have literal shooters in Washington D.C. killing people and you have plays in New York about killing the president you have celebrities posting shit about how he should be dead Sarah Silverman posting things like once we get the army behind us we'll kill all fascists you're talking about killing people and that's not okay that's not discourse 
Well, you for one, you're right. It's not discourse. You're you're literally inciting violence against actual living human beings. But there has to be a balance on this kind of thing, right? So the last night, last fucking night, Saturday night. What's today's date? I don't know. Today's the 18th. 18th. So Saturday night, the 17th of June, 2017, I saw where someone made a killing selling shooting targets, like for the range, like yes. the human silhouette tar- with Hillary Clinton's face on them. Yeah. Also not okay. And, and I, I had to say like, okay, I, 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 I'm proud of you for your business savvy. Obviously you made a bunch of money, but this is not fucking okay. That's the same implied fucking threat against Hillary Clinton as there was against Barack Obama. And I posted this on Facebook for God and everybody to see because it's still not fucking right no matter which side of the aisle you're on. Yeah. And and yeah, it's it's insane that we're we're thought we're led to believe that this is okay and and the, we're, they talk down about the sponsors. They talk down about the sponsors of CNN. They talk down about the sponsors of the public and how bad they are for having pulled their funding. Like, no, they don't want to be associated with your brand with this kind of thing. If, God forbid, another one of these fucking psychopaths goes on Capitol Hill and tries to actually do something, that's on your head. Yeah, there's something that seems to escape people these days about the fact that when you directly instigate some sort of violence against someone, that blood is on your fucking hands. I don't care how you try to make some sort of equivalency of, well, I didn't actually pull the trigger. You're the one that told, like, okay, so the news story about that chick that told the dude to to breathe carbon monoxide, she's fucking guilty because it's not, it's, it's, it's common fucking sense. You're a fucking bitch for doing this shit. Yeah, you. I'm really. That's a, up. that's a great example. This is a time where we've now convicted someone from first degree manslaughter for convincing someone to commit violence against themselves. She's yeah. as guilty in in the murder as you are in this the, implicit in the crime. And listen, I'm all for free speech. Ex- yeah, but at some point you have to accept. I, I, I don't know if you're going to ask free me speech. where the, it's not freedom from consequence. Yeah, well, I don't listen on a legal standpoint. I don't know where the line is drawn. I'm, I'm, I'm. I, that, that's something I haven't put enough thought into. But on a moral standpoint, legality aside, on a good and evil, black and white moral standpoint, if I tell you to do something and you go do it, I am at least partially culpable for the actions that you take based on the the suggestion that I give to you. So when you go on the internet on a photo shoot and hold up a a bloody mask of the head of President Trump and then someone goes and starts trying to kill people or people on Twitter, if you're a Trump supporter, I'm going to fucking kill you. And then someone goes and starts doing that shit. You planted that idea in their head and you are culpable. You are morally fucking culpable. So, yeah, you said it great. The reason why Martin Luther King was the winner of the civil rights movement and not Malcolm X is because right. Martin Luther King preached nonviolence and showed nonviolence and he knew that the people watching would see they'd see the boycotts happening and they'd see the police sending dogs and turning the hoses on them and they know that that is wrong. Yeah. Malcolm X wanted to kill white people and establish a 
you know, black nationalism, basically. Yeah, like Jamie Foxx with that Django Unchained thing. Yeah. Um, that is why when we, we have Martin Luther King Day and not Malcolm X Day, because yeah. Martin Luther King is the person that we want to look up to. And the left has forgotten that nonviolence is the way you show that you're right. If you have to show violence towards something, that means that, you know, as much as I love being an angry rage hall when I get angry, I've ceded distance to the other side. Sure. So you getting angry and, and, call, and doing violent things, like every time you're in traffic and you get so angry that you punch the steering wheel, you lost your cool. And it's called losing your cool because you lost something. You lost your composure. You lost your distance. You, the left is losing its composure. And right. more and more people are turning around. They're seeing things like this, and they're, they're connecting the dots themselves because God knows the media is not doing it for them. <laughs> this is as, yeah. It's a well, little more political culpable. than I normally am, but that's, that's the way I feel. The media is culpable in this, and you can go into all sorts of fucking rabbit trails about Maybe someone is trying to engineer a civil war where they're doing a damn good job. They're doing a good because, fucking job. I mean, because you can only have so much violence from one side before the other side says, I have to react. I can't just let this not, I, I can't just sit down and let this happen. If you walk up to me and punch me in the face once, I might let it go. Me personally, I probably won't. But someone, even the most reasonable person, is going to eventually defend themselves. Even a worm turns. Exactly. And so, eventually, you're going to have your fucking civil war, you sons of bitches. This is, it's and it's also, on it's, your heads. It's stirring up discontent. It's stirring up an us versus them mentality. Because now, the people at the public that were shouting about how the show's not okay and calling... I mean, they're, they're, they're calling the audience Goebbels. You know, so... You jump right to the Nazi comparison, which is great. But on the other side, the people that are booing in the audience think that those people are idiots. And the people that are calling the audience Goebbels think that the audience is sheep. And there's no discourse happening. Theater, theater pisses me off because it's all these fucking la-la bullshit ideas. And then once that you actually get your feet to the pavement... It's a lot harder than than what anybody who has these lala ideas can do. So yeah, you have these people that have all these lala ideas, and this this idea that theater is supposed to make you think. Well, you're not making pe- you're making people think, but you're not making people have discourse. You're making the people that are watching at home here in in Oklahoma or in North Carolina or in Montana they see this stuff on Facebook and they think like, oh. A bunch of a bunch of people that don't respect me. The people that are watching the audience that support it have their same idea echo back at them, and the divide grows. If you really wanted to make make a point, you challenge your audience, you challenge the New York mindset, and you bring in an idea that didn't agree with them, so that they would have to think about what the other side feels and why they're right. You could do make Mike Cernovich, uh, Brutus, make yeah. Um, Alex Jones, Cassius, and have them killing Hillary Clinton because Cassius and Brutus are the heroes of the, of the, of the play. And then Mark Antony, and then there's a, a challenge of, well, who's really right in this? Because Cassius and Brutus don't want the try, don't, don't want a dictator. That's why they kill Caesar. Mark Antony and the other fuck fucks that who gives a shit, they 
want to preserve the republic but in doing so install a triumvirate which then installs a dictator again so that's the that's the moral of, of julius caesar but you you ruined it because in the first act you killed trump and now victory that's victory for everybody yeah pisses me off anyway that's my issue good issue glorifying violence violence is not okay it's really not uh so a couple hours ago i posted my ep- this week's episode of ask uncle buck yeah about you can't satirize is it's, it's becoming more and more difficult to satirize the left yeah because it used to be that when you would do like no one would 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 conceive of of uh, such a blatant call to violence, at least not in modern times. Like, I'm sure there's been, you know, history rises and falls. I'm sure there's been something similar in the past at some point. But in the modern age, you can't conceive of someone just, like, the, just the, the, the thin veil between what they've done and just someone standing on stage saying, everyone go murder Donald Trump and all Republicans. Yeah. I mean, you're and almost to that be- point. You, you, yeah, you, 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 it's such a thinly. You could just, you might as well just come out in your pre-show speech, and be like, "Oh, hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the public theater. Um, we're presenting the tonight's tonight's showing of My Fair Lady. It's a great musical, and um, as always, death to Donald Trump. Just, just fucking put it there. Yeah, it's but there used to be this at least a thick layer of abstraction between the two, where it was like you're you're kind of. Like it's, it's satire. It's not even satire anymore. It's just a call to action. Well, and I remember, so I did a, I did a play a couple months ago called she kills monsters. And it's the play it's set in, it's set. It's about dungeons and dragons. And the play climaxes with a fight between the main character and the Tiamat, which is a five headed dragon. Right. And like our second design meeting was right after the election. And the director's like, oh, we're going to be facing some tough times. We've got monsters. We've got dragons to fight. And I think Trump is the dragon. And I was just like, fuck. Why does Trump have to enter this? It's a Dungeons and Dragons story, guys. But, you know, I did the show because I'm a professional. Consummate professional, everybody. Did you at least? So I'm always getting up and wandering around the apartment while Buck's t- telling his stuff. You want to get back to yeah. your issue? I got some dishes to wash. <laughs> <laughs> this is your issue. Go wash the dishes during your issue. Well, I mean, I mean, we'll get to your issue, and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna wash the dishes. I still got the headphones on, so I can listen. You just holler across. Well, you need to take your microphone with you, so your nice, awesome uh, blue I don't microphone. Know if, this ca- if the microphone cable's long enough. So you're just gonna stand across the apartment washing dishes, hollering over your shoulder. Yep, that sounds good, Buck. Sure, sure thing. I'm gonna yeah, start, I'm start doing the the podcast like this. Hold on. Just <laughs> standing in the background. For those of you not watching the like video, he's now standing in the corner next to Batman and Lego Captain America. He's a, he's a watchful protector, a silent guardian, a dark knight. <laughs> Man, you and your fucking backgrounds. You had the, the cool Batman background last episode. I had this shitty Ghostbusters back. Now you got Batman figurine protruding over your head. You got Lego Captain America standing there. What's that thing over your, over your left uh, shoulder? Iron Man is where you can't see it. I, I look at Iron Man, Captain America. What is this? Me. What is this uh, pop pop art uh, over your shoulder here? Oh, this uh, oh, this Jackson talking Pollock. about petty theft. I stole those. Oh God! <laughs> uh, I worked at the Lego store, and we had those these these standees. Uh, I have Iron Man, who's right here, and then I've got Captain America behind me. I actually had a couple others, but those are those are supposed to be destroyed, completely destroyed, to where they're they're they're. 
not usable after the promotion ends. Yeah, who wants to do that? And so I I took them out to the dumpster, you know, <laughs> in air quotes, the dumpster. Yeah, and uh, well, now they're here. So I, I don't know what happened. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think petty theft happened, which is a big issue. And everyone, we don't have a voting mechanism, but I want you in your heart to vote it up. I mean, if you. Call in at uh, the Here's What I Don't Get hotline, 704-757-9434, and tell us about that you've peddly stolen 750-750. What? You've got it written down wrong. 704. How do I it's on the website. It? It's 750, buddy. I don't think so. It's on the website. Call it. Call the number right now with your phone. Live. I wrote this I down care. looking at the website. Did it change? Did you? Because so did I. I hope he didn't write it down wrong. 704750. Oh, that's a seven. Well, that's what we read last episode. So how did people come call in? They went to the website because apparently they didn't call the number there during the episode because you said 757 and so did I. Sorry, folks. All right. Well, uh... Call the Here's What I Don't Get hotline at 704-750-9434 and leave us a message and tell us about all the stuff that you've stolen from work. That would be great. All right, so here's what I don't get. Differing legal ages. Yeah. You know what I mean by this? Yeah, is there a, is there a cute 14-year-old you want to... Uh, no, 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 no. I'm a, mar- I'm a very, very, very married man. But, uh, so, how old in the United States do you have to be to join the military? 18. How old do you have to be to buy cigarettes? 18. View pornography legally? 18. Get married? 18. How old do you have to be to vote? 18. For the President of the United States, a, a, a decision that could affect the entire fucking course of human history yep 18 years old but how old do you have to be to buy a drink 21 how old do you have to be to buy a gun that a 20 well it depends 21? on depends on the type of firearm in oklahoma you can buy a long arm at 18 but you have to be 20 i think 20 or 21 to buy a handgun short answer 21 how does that make any fucking sense? Well, Buck, the thing uh, I feel sorry, myself getting me, really mad at you right now. Uh, let me let me back up. I'm going to explain it to you, but uh, I have to explain it to you as a, a in the right as the right person. So. Oh God, here we go. So, Buck, uh, the reason why you can't you can't uh, drink before 21 is because your brain's not finished developing. We have to protect the children, and you can't buy a handgun because. We gotta protect the children, and you can't rent a car until you're 25 because we gotta protect the children. Okay, so you're you're concerned about the children, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. What what is what is Mr. Mad Cucks? Now that you're doing the Mad Cucks voice, I've, I man, I get, maybe it's a good thing this is an internet episode because I I just instantly feel like strangling you to death. Well, that's the, I, that's I think I'm gonna start arguing devil's advocate as Mad Cucks it, from now on. <laughs> Listen, buddy. So one of the things we mentioned was how old do you have to be to get married? Oh, so that depends, because I think you can get married at 16 in Oklahoma with parental consent. 
I think that's mostly uh, union-wide, but 18, we'll say, an average of 18. Mm -hmm. So you can, if you're so concerned about the children that people can't make decisions that affect children until 21 years of age, why can you get married, which naturally results in children? I mean, but children also result from not, not before marriage, too. So uh, I guess what I'm saying here is vote up families. Vote up babies. (laughs) You son of a bitch. Listen, uh, 18 is the age of legal consent for pretty much everything, including sex. Thank you very much. Which is the thing that leads directly to childbirth. I think, I think the age of consent is 16 in Oklahoma too. Okay. So here's how that works. If you are close to the same age, like if you're both 16, that can be considered consent. That, that still doesn't make any fucking sense, okay? So if you at 16 are of legal age of consent, and, and the way that works is if the other if your partner is over 18, then all of a sudden that's statutory rape. So uh, if you can, you can bang someone of your own age at 16, but you can't bang someone who's older than you, that makes no fucking sense to me. All right, now I'm not... I'm not uh, advocating pedophilia here. I think 16 is probably, you're you're probably not ready for the consequences of sex at 16. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, being a parent at 16, probably not the best idea. So I'm not saying I support that. But if it's legal to have sex at 16 and if you missed that class of that, that lesson in biology class about the birds and the bees where the, the sperm meets the egg, that is... A prerequisite of that is sex. So when you legalize sex at 16, you are generating children at that age. So if you're old enough legally to make baby, to create a human fucking being, but you're concerned about that fucking being to the point that you can't make some sort of other arbitrary fucking decision to the age of 21, that is absolute fucking nonsense to me. Yeah, makes no sense. So if you're at 18, are able to sign up and join the military and go and they put a gun in your hands to go fight and die for your country, but you can't on your, you can be trusted with that gun, but you can't buy your own gun until you're 21. That is a fucking completely off kilter equivalency. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think we should raise the, uh, the age of everything to 25. I think that's a great idea. You're right, Buck. Way to go. Listen, I don't care what age you put on it. I'm just saying, if I am able to sign my my literal physical body away to the U.S. government at the age of 18, if I'm if you can trust me to make that choice at 18, maybe you can trust me to decide whether or not I want to have a beer. Yeah, no, I I agree. I think. Uh, well, sorry, wrong voice. No, I agree. Yeah, I don't think do that, that uh, motherfucker. If you have a military it, ID, you should be able to go get whatever the fuck you want. Beer, whatever. Weed. Who gives a shit? Yeah. I just, this, this was supposed to be my big issue, but I don't have a lot of steam for it. It just makes no fucking sense to me because marriage is, is ideally for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You can go get married at age 18 but you're not old enough to share a glass of champagne with your spouse that there's no, it's a complete inverse of priorities. In what way is 
is is signing your life away, choosing to potentially die in the military, or uh, deciding who you're going to spend the rest of your life with, which has massive economic implications if you if you dig far enough. In what way is that less important than buying a gun or buying a beer? I, I don't get it. I don't get it either. I, I don't fucking get it. And it's, man, it boils down to fucking nanny culture, I really think. I really do. Because it, I, I, it is. It is 100% nanny culture. That's why I opened up with the... Uh, the argument because it's all it's always about like oh well your brain's not developed until you're 20 22 so drinking would would constantly harm you and this isn't this it's like you're just protecting us you're coddling us from all our fucking things but at the same time the left wants to reduce the voting age to like 14 and why is that because high schoolers are fucking stupid and really prone to propaganda so they want those people to be able to vote yeah so voting as i said earlier you have I realize you're one in however many hundred millions of people, but you have your say in a decision that affects the course of human fucking history. But you can't be trusted with a beer. Yeah. You can't be trusted to, to buy a gun to shoot at targets at the range. That it's, it's a total fucking inversion to me, man. How in the world are you going to put a 14 year old at, at 14? You know what I was doing at 14? I was playing Nintendo and jerking off. That's yeah. all I did at the age 14. Yeah. And you're going to ask me, I had, I didn't, I could barely spell the word politics. And you're going to ask me to make a decision that's going to affect the rest of my fucking future. You're going to ask me, I, I couldn't fathom. I, I couldn't hold together a relationship with a girlfriend to save my fucking life. And no one at 14 can, right? No. But you're going to, but, but, but uh, you're going to, uh, that is the marriage is somehow going to come before. I just like, I just don't get it, man. No, I, just, I agree. I, it's a really weird backward system that we have going up. And I don't have any deeper point. There, there is no deeper point to make. No, and it's, it's our, I mean, oh God, it sounds like a fucking pedophile, but like age is just a number. So what, what do you set it as? I mean, we, I don't uh, we know. just kind of arbitrarily decided 16's when you can drive, 18's when you can vote and, and buy cigarettes and, and all these other things. 21 is when you can start drinking. 25 is when you can get a rental car. It's like, why? Why these numbers? Why not? Why not? Why not drive? And why not learn to drive until we're 18, drink and smoke and when we're 21 and rent a car until we're 30? Like, what? What's. At what point is a person actually a reasonable adult? And that's a really hard question to answer. Yeah, that is a hard question to answer. I agree. Some people would argue that I'm not a reasonable adult now. I and I'm 35. Yeah, but I can do. I can legally at the, to, the now that I've turned 35, I can legally run for president of the United States, which is arguably the most powerful person in the fucking world. And you're going to trust me with that. I just, man. Like, is, and obviously that's a, a funny ha 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 at Uncle Buck, but. That's some like, fucked up stuff, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't even have anywhere else to go. I'm too, I'm too fucking wasted. Cool. All right. Well, I just. <laughs> I, think that's a, I think that's a really good issue. 
uh it's a very arbitrary thing i think this has been a great episode and i hope everybody enjoys it if you don't um feel free to call 704-757-9434 and tell whoever's at that phone number to go fuck themselves (laughs) (laughs) this has been here's what i don't get and i'm tab burt i'm uncle buck peace out you see how fucking annoying it is yes i do so listen here's the deal (laughs) this is an air raid siren buddy you know why why bombs fucking going off everywhere on your ass you got lit up in the voicemails this week all right well i'm gonna be sure to tell everybody why they're a fucking idiot all right, uh, this one came in uh, a couple of hours after we recorded last week's episode, so I don't think this one is informed by the last episode, but here we go. Hey, guys. I'm Sage. Never called into any show before. Hey, Sage. Uh, this is like the sixth episode I've listened to in the last few days. You're well behind. I'm glad you got away from shitting on dick this episode. Uh, anyway, to the point of this episode. Okay. Uh, my breakup song that my ex ruined is actually an album by Taking Back Sunday, which is ironically called happiness is uh they're kind of a frog rock slash emo band but anyway short version of the story is she suddenly told me she didn't love me anymore i tried to fix it she didn't want any of that so she ends up agreeing to move in with her parents for a couple weeks so we can get uh some distance from each other well that works work on the marriage again yeah feels better so a few days into this time apart i'm listening to the album in the car on the way to work which isn't far at the time. Uh, First song is basically about love fading, and it's his fault. Second song is literally, you know you never stood a chance. (laughs) Even better. Yeah. Where'd it go? Oh, no. Well, it cut off, and I'm not going to listen to the whole thing. Yeah, uh, that sucks, buddy. Yeah, that really does suck. I I should have played them while sobbing like I asked. (laughs) <laughs> I'm God. sorry your email, your voicemail got cut off. I it was actually that wasn't the end of it, but uh, my phone screen turned off and it cut off the voicemail. Can you even That's set okay your phone screen he... to like stay on for a long time? Yeah, I don't know how to do that. So uh, fortunately, he called in again, and uh, well, he had something else to say this time. I'll I'll fiddle the screen this time so it stays on. Okay, there you go. Hey guys, this is Sage. Hey Sage, uh, calling from shithole Las Vegas. Uh, so, Tab, what the fuck are you fucking talking about? Yeah! Like, Jesus Christ, why the fuck would you ever say that getting a coupon for fucking soda when you put in 25 cents is a fucking good idea? Coupons are fucking ripoffs, and you fucking know it. Yep. And you claim to be, like, kind of a Republican or whatever. (laughs) No, no, pause this right now. I I don't understand. I can't. Listen, you giant fuckface. I'm not a Republican, you giant sack of dongs. Like, fuck off. Get your own goddamn compressor then. 
Fuck off and suck my dick, you fucking mischaracterizing piece of shit. With fucking lining that gas stations that you don't have to fucking go to are fucking you over. No, you're fucking yourself over. Buy a goddamn compressor, you whiny little bitch. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I'm just going to buy friend, a compressor. Where am I going to put it in this tiny fucking no, apartment, you dumb fucking, fucking piece of shit, asshole? Here's the thing, and this is the argument about why there should be free, free air compressors. No. The, so, and he's the biggest Democrat is he still fucking, fucking going? in the goddamn world. Yeah. So, what the fuck is your problem? He's red pilling you, My dude. problem is fucking you talking too fucking much, you dumb asshole. Or fuck off. Yes, the fucking, you know. Like, Jesus uh, Christ. I know why this fuck chick fucking dumped you is because you talk too fucking much. But still, otherwise, pay the fucking call. Make one guys. fucking point and then hang up the right. phone, you idiot. No. God Listen, damn. I thought about this after the episode. He So this thing about you, you said the you put in the quarter and then it gives you your 25-cent coupon. That's still kind of a ripoff because what if you don't drink soda? You get a nice tea. Get a, a frozen thing. It was twenty five. It was cool. twenty five cents off a soda or a candy bar. I think I don't remember. What if we you always don't do got either sodas of those? Though, because the soda costs fifty cents. So you go in and you buy a soda and you get twenty five cents off your fifty cent soda. Now you're obligated to spend another fifty cents unless you want your quarter to just go to waste. Or you just save them in your car. We put them in our cup holder all the time. What if you again are uninterested in any product of? Of uh, what if you just wanted to pay for air so and you don't want their the, fucking soda? Here's the reason why. You guys, do you have any more of these that want to call me a a, a Democrat or a, a Bernie yeah. Bernie Sanders or some fucking I, I definitely thing? do. And I'm not a fucking Republican, guys. Here you go. Jesus Christ, Tab. Let me tell you something about driving a vehicle, all right? <laughs> He's going to tell you. You should never go anywhere without a jack a lug wrench, jumper cables, and a 12-volt air compressor. Jumper cables for you And usually, with. additionally, a quart of oil and a gallon of coolant. Yeah. Uh-huh. If you don't take this stuff, you're not prepared. And you know what that makes you? A woman. Oh! So now, you're trans cooks. <laughs> you're trans cooks. Gas stations with pay air compressors are for women. Oh, trans cucks. Uh, you're trans yeah. cucks. Those those twelve volt air compressors really work. I've had several of them in the past, and they all don't get up to the proper pressure per in, per psi that you need to actually fill your fucking tires. Uh, maybe you shouldn't be buying shitty air compressors. I don't know. It's too all small. It's too is, low of a voltage. You all can't I'm saying get the, is, you can't get a motor to compress enough. To you have to have the, the tank. You have to have them. The motor fills the tank. The tank gets up to pressure, and then the the pressure in the tank leaks in. That's how fucking air compressor works. Unless you have one that's hardwired. Man, okay, so is there any more before I, I refute these fucking morons? Uh, let's see here. Let me see what this next guy says. I, I, I haven't listened to this one. He may agree with you. He may not. You want me to go ahead and play it? Yeah, play it. It's a minute and 14. Here we go. Oh, Tab, you want to know how much it costs to run an air compressor? Well, me personally, a light industrial unit, 20-gallon tank, 150 PSI max. To air that unit up from a dead tank takes about three to five minutes of running. Motor okay. on it is 1,400 watts. So you got to figure that thing is going to air up a lot of tires with a 20-gallon tank. It's probably not going to exhaust itself in an hour, but we're going to say, okay, We're going to use that thing five minutes per hour. So in a day, we're going to use it for one hour. If it's a 24-hour store, people use it 24 hours a day. 
California's energy cost is very high at like 15 cents a kilowatt hour. Okay. So even terrible state, more usage than it's ever going to do, that thing's going to cost them 21 cents a day. 21 dollar. fucking cents a day! Uh, where I live, and you want a dollar energy 50. cost is actually 5.5 cents a kilowatt hour. So it'll cost me 7.7 per day to operate. So yeah, they're raping you. Yeah, they're, they're raping you, see? Deep. Oh, man. Take it easy, buddy. All that infrastructure. Listen, all I'm saying is, if they want to overcharge you, choose a different gas station. Okay, so the issue that people are saying is that I should, I, I want free air everywhere, and that, that makes me sound like a Bernie Sanders, right? And I would agree with you if it was an air station. If I wanted to take this air station where they fill up your shit for a fee and turn it into a free Bernie Sanders utopia, but I don't. They're a gas station. They sell gas. They get their money on gas. So you're saying the candy bars and the soda should also be free since they're not a candy bar station or a soda station? Let me finish, shithead. (laughs) So the same reason why the air machine should be free is the same reason why you would be pissed if you went into one of those places and they charged you a quarter for the bathroom or they charge you had to drop a little coin in the slot to pull out the windshield washer fluid or in order to get so they they have like paper towels they have that wind that windshield washer thing with the paper towels so say you gotta check your oil grab paper towel wipe your dipstick well now those towels are are five cents a piece and you gotta deposit it and it pops out one towel that's what they're doing they're taking something that could just be a convenience a p an amenity something you do to serve your customers and make it a nicer visit they've turned into now a cash cow because you know he's saying he's saying it costs 21 cents a day to run it five minutes an hour every hour but those things aren't fucking packed at three in the morning i don't know listen here was my point you could be completely right i i will concede the point but that's still their prerogative and if you don't want to pay for their air compressor don't fucking go to that gas station. I, I agree. It's their prerogative, and I'm saying that they're wrong. And it's a shitty thing to do, and that's why it's an issue. The issue is that it's a shitty thing to do. Not that... Yeah, that's the issue. The issue is that they're charging money, and they shouldn't. I'm not saying that they can't. Fucking I don't know, man. Calling me a Republican really pisses me off, too, because I'm not a Republican. I'm a right-leaning centrist, you fuck. <sighs> That's all I got today. You got any other points you want to make? No, fuck, fuck everyone but that last guy. 21 cents an hour. <laughs> 21 cents an hour in California. In California, where they were charging me a buck 50. Yeah, That's but $1.25 the taxes out there are so high. For their whole fucking day. The taxes out there are so high, they have to, they have to overcharge you just to, just to maintain their overhead from taxes. Yeah. California needs to be burnt to the ground. We just need to go fucking leverage the San Andreas Fault and flick, flick those fuckers off in the Pacific Ocean. That's how, that'd solve a lot of issues. Yeah, it would. Now, I sent you a picture. So I recorded this week's episode of Ask Uncle Buck on Friday. And I didn't get it posted for two days because I'm worthless. But I sent you a picture while I was sitting there preparing to record the episode of one of those fucking air compressors that takes a credit card. Yeah. Yeah, you did. So they're they're here too, and uh, I uh, 
here's something that you probably weren't aware of at the time. But when I was at your house last week recording the episode, I uh, tactically acquired your uh, credit card. Yeah. And I used it to power the air compressor. And I just let it run for like 24 hours. That's part of why it took me so long to record the video. And so uh, it was what for, uh, it was averaging about a dollar a minute over the course of 24 hours. That's uh, 60 times 24. What's that? It's a dollar a minute for 24 hours. Man, I'm not a fucking math guy. And here's how I can tell, I'm telling you you're full of shit. My credit card has the worst fucking fraud protection of any fucking thing I've ever had. Every 10 minutes, I feel like my card gets, I get locked out of my fucking card and have to call them. Well, you see, that's the other thing was I also tactically commandeered your phone. And because they know you as Mad Cucks, when I just answered the phone, I went, uh, yeah, shithead. That was definitely me. I've got a lot of fucking hot. It takes so much fucking hot air for me to do these rants. I have to fill myself up every couple of months, and it takes 24 fucking hours to do it. Stupid son of a bitch. So that's how I, this is. This is me. Just you're, you're just trying to take away my, my means of living, doing these YouTube videos, satirizing some other guy that no one else knows about. This is how I do it. Are you real proud of yourself right now? No. <laughs> <laughs> that was completely off the top of my head. I didn't do shit. Uh. All right. <laughs> this has been Here's What I Don't Get. I'm Tab Burt. I'm Uncle Buck. Peace out, guys. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>